Hello again, everybody. Welcome back to All Other Business. So how are you doing today? I'm very well. Happy Thanksgiving. Yes, same to you. I, I enjoyed our Thanksgiving together. I had a lot of fun. That was fun, yeah. Yep. I, I just want to make a, uh, a public note here, if you don't mind. Based on our last show, we do want to understand that we, we have listened to your feedback, but unfortunately, um, my partner is not going anywhere. <laughs> Wait a minute. He, uh, there's some contractual issues, and you know, we, we heard you loud and clear that you don't like him. Hey, hey. But we're kind of stuck with them. Today, we're going to talk about the first jobs we've had. You know, we weren't always the, the influential, powerful guys that we are right now, right? So I need a definition of first jobs. Is that first job means one that we got paid for? Or one yes. that we just did because we were told to do? The ones that we got paid for. Our okay. first foray into the working world. That's what we're talking about. Could go all the way back to high school, college, whatever. We want to show our listeners what formed us into the mavericks of industry that we are today. <laughs> what formed us to be what we are today. Yes. You want to start? What do you what do you got? What do you got for me today? My first job mm -hmm. was actually can we can we name company names or no? I mean sure, because let's face it, some of these companies are probably out of business by now. Uh are you saying that we're old? I am saying that we're old, yeah. <laughs> we did not work by candlelight. We did not. Although we I, did we did use typewriters to give you yes, an idea. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. <laughs> we did typewriters, yes. Okay, so, so my first job was actually Carvel. Carvel. Yes. My first experience was serving soft ice cream. And it was a family-run organization, but it was... Uh, you know, it was, I have to say, it was a lot of fun. Uh, it was a little challenging at the cash register because they didn't have, like they have today, when you put it, if the bill comes out to sixteen seventy three and you put in a $20 bill, they give you the change. We didn't have that. We had to kind of figure it out, you know. Oh, my. You had to do math in your head? I had to do math in my head. I'd take my shoes off, use my toes, whatever, <laughs> whatever was helpful. Wow. And, you know, you, you think making those ice cream cones are easy, but it's not. You know, and there's a lot of product that they make that you have to make from scratch. Everything that was made in the store. So all the flavors made in the store. You know, and you had to be trained how to do that. And at night, you had to clean the machines. Every night, you had to clean the machines. But the best story was I actually worked there with my brother, who I am a twin, identical twin. And I was serving a client. Client, how you like that? That's a fancy word for a customer, huh? And I asked the guy what he wanted, and he wanted something I had to go in the back and get. So at that time, my brother was in the back, and then he came out, <laughs> and he said, next. And the guy that I was taking care of started to yell at him, what are you doing? You're taking care of me. And then I walked out, and we were both there together, and the guy did this double take, like, what? <laughs> He looked like a real idiot yelling at my brother, but meanwhile, I was still helping him. Wow. That was hysterical. We used to play hockey with the pints. They used to serve ice cream and pints. Uh -huh. So when it wasn't busy, we would be playing hockey with the pints in, in the store. And then we would have cherry fights. You know how you would put cherries on top of the ice cream? Uh -huh. We would have, so it would be like cherry juice all over the place. <laughs> and... 
that was some, you know some of the things you would take you would do like on a Friday night in the winter time when nobody came to Carvel. And then eventually the store got infested with roaches, so we had to work with that too. Okay, I wonder why. With all the <laughs> there was cherry juice everywhere. Yeah. My goodness. <laughs> Unsupervised youth. Were you only serving the ice cream to the customers, or were you like making the cakes like Fudgy the Whale? Did you make Fudgy? Uh, there was no Fudgy the Whale at that time. Wow, we're going way back. Yeah, there was a football. We used to make footballs. And yes, we would make the cakes. I didn't decorate the cakes. Uh, and we used to make, uh, they used to have this thing called the log. And basically, you would put three flavors in the log. And then you would you know, cover it with a little icing, and then you put like a little chocolate drippings on it, whatever. Well, my boss decided that the log became mystery ice cream. So basically, you had a freezer, and it had all the containers of ice cream in the freezer. You, I think we used uh, five-gallon containers. So whatever, you would scoop up an ice cream, and sometimes it would fall off the cone and go down into the bottom of the freezer. Well, my boss used to scoop all that up, maybe once a month, and that went into the log. <laughs> and we were like, this is gross. And this is what this, just to save money, he would do that, right? <laughs> that was the worst. You'd, you never bought, I would never buy a log again. You know, if I, until today, I won't buy a log. God knows what's in that log. Okay? And all the time, his daughter used to decorate the cakes. And I think one time she got cut or something in the store, and her Band-Aid disappeared. <laughs> Until three days later, when a customer came back and said, she got a Band-Aid in the cake. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't pretty. I never did anything gross or anything. No. But I, you know, they, they would accuse us of making mistakes on purpose because you would put that in the freezer. And then you would say, oh, can I bring that home later? So that was the way of getting free ice cream. You make a mistake, and at the end of the day, you can take it home, right? But he changed those rules when he put everything into the log. So mistakes, <laughs> ice cream that fell on the cone, you know, fell on the floor. Well, not on the floor, but in the freezer. He wasted nothing, this guy. Well, see, now, I used to go to that Carvel that you worked at. Now I know I got sick every single time I went. <laughs> I used to think I was lactose intolerant. I was just eating, I was eating like three-day-old ice cream in the log. <laughs> well, uh, I had a lot of jobs when I, I started doing summer jobs when I was in college. My first job was actually as a pool cleaner. Oh, would, so you were a pool boy. Did you ever get a floater in the pool? Um, no. Okay. Thank God. But uh, that job was not the job for me because I, as you know, I'm against nature. Too many bugs. So I don't care for nature and I don't like being out in the outdoors. So okay. I only lasted one summer at that job. What was involved? You had to go to people's house and clean their pool once a week? Yeah, once a week. And they had the skimmers that you, you know, those nets that you skim the leaves right. off the pool. And then they had this vacuum that you submerged and uh, cleaned the bottom of the pool of all of the uh, whatever algae, plankton, whatever the hell grows down there. So, so did you ever become somebody's pool boy? No, never got that lucky. Never got owned by some MILF, you know? Yeah. <laughs> no, I was lucky if I got lemonade. So <laughs> someone would every once in a while would come out and offer me a glass of lemonade and that was it. Okay. 
my next job after Carvel was I worked in a ceramic shop. And that was a very interesting job because we used to make all the, uh, I guess, the figurines there. So people would buy the figurines. They would clean them and paint them and put them in a big kiln and, and all that stuff. But my job was to actually put the clay in the, in the molds and, and produce the figurines. Ah. And the woman had this huge uh, owl, you know, nice figurine owl. And it was probably about, once you took it out of the mold, it had to be about three feet high. So the mold was about four feet high. And it weighed, now the molds were made out of plaster, a Paris. These things were huge and heavy. And this one time I opened up the mold, I, I just got the, the clay out and so forth. And the mold drops. Boom! Splits right in half. I cracked the mold. <laughs> okay? Every time. So now you had to glue the mold back together. That, that mold was probably uh, maybe two, three hundred dollars. So actually, after that, every time I had to pour the mold, that poor owl had a line right across its belly. <laughs> <laughs> Like a surgical, every every owl had like a scar. You could have, you'd have to scratch it out. She was ready to kill me that time. <laughs> the first job I had actually out of college, after I graduated college, was as a messenger for an advertising firm. They used to, there was a print firm, and they used to print those posters for Broadway shows that you would see in the subway. Right. And then, believe it or not, I was into telephone sales. Did you sell telephones? <laughs> Over the telephone, I first worked for a firm that sold aluminum siding and home improvements. <laughs> I worked with Tin Man. And then I sold over the phone typewriter ribbons. And then I started to see one of the things I learned was that, you know, sales pitches aren't entirely truthful because we were instructed to use the word IBM in the pitch. Although the ribbons were not made by IBM. So we would say like it was IBM caliber ribbons. Okay. A lot of times the person on the other end of the phone, if they didn't already hang up, would say, but are you from IBM? Right. And then, I, then that put me in a dilemma because I wasn't supposed, I had to say, no, we're not from IBM. And that would mean they would just hang up on me. Because so how did you get them to stay on the phone? See, I never figured that out. I, don't, I think I made one sale for $11 the whole time I was there. That's when I realized I, I couldn't be in sales because uh, I really have a hard time lying to people. Well, you didn't have to lie. You just had to give them like a story. Please, I need this job. Don't hang up. I haven't eaten in three days. There's got to be a catchphrase you can use. And they don't teach you that, what to say? Not really. They just sort of gave you a script, and uh, they didn't really have much in the way of. And by the way, you you had a you had a. They didn't even have any sort of leads for you to follow. You had to just pick up a phone book. They had phone books from all over the country, and you just picked up a phone book. And some of them were like out of date. They were five, ten years old. But I just. Anything else you've been a failure at? <laughs> not cut out. <laughs> Just not cut out for the sales. I realized that. That's one thing I learned, you know, that I just wasn't something that I was going to pursue in terms of career. I, I had a, another first job. I just remembered. Uh, it had to be the worst job of my life. I actually worked at a golf course. And it was a, and it was a summer job. 
and it was a country. It was a at that time a country club, a private course, and we would have to get there like six o'clock in the morning, and our job was to cut the grass, and of course we weren't allowed to cut the green, uh, the greens because that was like you know that's got to be an expert to do that. Yeah, and the day was basically outrunning water rats. Who knew this? There were water rats. I never knew that. And these things are like the size of cats. And you would be like, oh my God, they're coming at us. So at least you were prepared for, you know, taking the subway with the rats, right? I mean, oh yeah, that's, uh, (laughs) you're right. I forgot about that. It gave you some skills. Yeah. That happened the other day. I was walking down the stairs and I was like, okay, it's either you or me, pal. This guy was going the same way I was going. And then he did it, he did a U-turn coming right at me. All right, so I was like, okay, how do I get down the stairs with this thing just staring at me? There's only so many noises you can make. My luck, I'll get a deaf rat. Now what do you do? They're already blind. Aren't rats blind? I think I rats and mice are blind, right? Three blind mice, yeah, that yeah, makes right. sense. This thing, this thing was deaf, too. I got to get the only mute, blind, deaf rat in the subway system. And I need to figure out how to escape it to get to the subway. <laughs> you know, I'm going to have to take up hurdling and bring those brooms with me to hurdle the damn stupid rats. Yep. These are true stories, folks. When I was in third year in college, I had a summer job where I actually was a vault attendant. Did you know that even existed? A what attendant? A vault. V-A-U-L-T. What, for a bank? Yes. Safe okay. deposit boxes. All right. I was just a, you know, I, I was just a part-timer at the time. It was a full-time job for the summer, but you were just considered like a part-timer. And they would ship you from branch to branch. You would go work in a branch because each branch had safe deposit boxes. But there was one place that I worked where I did really nothing. I mean, it was like right near Kennedy Airport. And the manager of the branch loved playing cards. I didn't realize that. So this guy did nothing all day as it was. And he would call me in after like lunch, and we literally played cards all afternoon when this guy was supposed to be working. And his assistant manager would come in and start screaming at me. yelling at me for He's the guy that told me to play cards. She was mad because he did nothing. I can't help he's doing nothing. He's my boss. I'm playing cards. One of my other jobs is I actually worked for a franchise called Chess Kings. And I was a salesperson at Chess Kings. Uh-huh. It was in a, in, a, in a mall that just opened. It was a brand new mall. It's big now. It's a big mall now. And actually, I was pretty good at it. I was, I like, see, unlike you who can't sell ice uh-huh. to an Eskimo, I, I was pretty good at it, you know. And this one guy that we worked with, he was very, very precise in how to approach sales. The first thing he would say is, never say, can I help you? Because people didn't like that. And are you there? Yeah. Oh, it's like, it's like, it's like silent night over here. <laughs> I'm just, so, I'm, giving, I'm letting you go. I'm letting you roll. Okay. So, so we would basically... Sell, you know, it was basically sportswear for men. So one day we got suits that came in. 
and we never had suits. So the assistant manager basically came up with this idea. We're going to wear the suits all day to promote the suit. So people came in, oh, where'd you get that suit? Oh, it's right there on the rack, you know? So at the time, I was a 38 regular, and he was a 36 regular. <laughs> he, was the, he was the manager or the assistant manager. He was in charge for the day. First customer comes in and loves the suit. Where'd you get that suit? Oh, it's right on the rack. What size are you? 36 regular. Uh-oh. We only had one 36 regular, and the assistant manager was wearing it. So he literally had to go in the back, take off the suit, put on a jean jacket and some jeans, give the guy the suit. <laughs> wow. And I got the commission for it. I guess the first real job, you know, all these jobs that I've been talking about on my end are like with summer jobs and, you know, right out of school. The first job I had was I worked for a real estate company. And that's where I started to understand, you know, what, what working in an office was like. I had a variety of jobs for that particular company. I was just, first I started by answering phones. I worked as an assistant business manager. I worked in their rent administration. I worked in their co-op administration. I actually got a pretty good, you know, understanding of the, the business. And that was while you were in college or no? No, this is after school. After, after the messenger job, um, I got hooked wait, up. Wait, wait. You, didn't you didn't mention the me messenger job. Yeah, I did. You were a messenger? Yeah, I told you. I, I was delivered um, posters for, uh, for this advertising firm, Broadway Did you ever get lost? Because there was no Google Map or Hopstop or anything then. Uh, I didn't get lost because I was mostly in Manhattan, and so Manhattan is pretty easy to figure out. I would just take the subway to wherever. And, you know, there was only a few different uh, targets. You know, they, they did business with a number of firms, so I got used to how to how to get there one of the firms was um an advertising firm and this guy took a liking to me i don't know why but um he he offered me the job of of becoming a photographer wow and i turned it down wow i know just think of you know just think of what your future would have been i know i'll be honest with you when i was working in that clothing store I had actually considered doing that full time because I really liked it and I was uh -huh. good at it. And the guy offered me a position and said, meet me in this mall. He actually called me and offered me a system manager position. I was still in college. And I was seriously considering not leaving college and doing that job, right? And he said to me, meet me at this mall, so-and-so. And I, I literally got lost going there. I, I had no idea, and it's one of the biggest malls in Long Island. I never could find the damn thing. And because I got lost, I never took that job, and I actually finished college. That that would have changed my whole career path, and we would have never uh, had this podcast. That's right. See? The hand of fate was at work. Yeah, because I would have probably been in jail by now. Why would you have been in jail by now? Uh, you'd do anything for a sale. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, you never learned that. No, I never learned that. I never gave somebody the suit off my back. <laughs> so, so do you have regrets? Do I have regrets? We don't have much time. I mean, I, <laughs> I, have, like, I have a regret that you're still on the show. <laughs> hundreds of regrets. What are you talking about? 
without my I mean, work. You ever think back and say, I could have been a photographer. I could have been, you know, shooting celebrities now. That I do regret that. I yeah. do regret that I didn't pursue that a little further. And that could have opened up a whole new world for me. But no, I mean, I, you know, that just, I believe that things sort of work out the way they're supposed to work out. Like, for example, um, I was working in that real estate firm and that was just, they were starting to introduce computers into the workplace. This was in the early 80s. And so I started to get interested in computers. And then my next job was as an accountant for another firm. And I, I did more computer work on that job. And that's how I actually developed an interest in computers and got into programming. So that sort of led me into my eventual career. So I think that, you know, things sort of happen for a reason. But then again, maybe I just made a lot of bad choices. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Based on your, based on knowing you all these years, I think you have. So probably have, yeah. Have you learned anything from those jobs? Um, those early jobs, I think I just learned more about people and how some people want to do as little as they possibly can do. Yeah, I, I learned started, a couple of things. Yeah, to be honest, that's good. Not to steal. Well, that's good. Uh, you learn to deal with different p types of people, especially always being in the public, working with people coming in like customers and so forth. Yep. But my main, I have to say, the number one thing that I've learned all the years of doing these part-time jobs is never eat a Carvel log. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. That's pretty valuable uh, lesson to learn there. Now I know it too, although I haven't been to a Carvel in years, but, uh, you know. Now, now I'm wondering, what the hell is in my Chipotle? You know what I mean? I mean, every time I go into a fast food restaurant now, I'm going to have that Carvel log on my mind. All right. Listen, before we end, I got I to do a little business here. Um, first thing is we have a page on Facebook called All Other Business. So if you go to that page on Facebook, you'll see the links to the podcast site. The podcast is actually hosted on a website, and the URL for that is www.dimwitty.podbean.com, and you can get all the episodes on that particular site, and you could follow us on that site so that when we publish a new episode, you'll be notified. And last and probably most important, we're also on iTunes. So if you go to the iTunes store, uh, search for all of the business, one word, the complete word. And uh, you'll find our podcast. And if you subscribe to iTunes, once again, you will uh, get a notification every time we publish a new episode. So keep that in mind. And um, I think we're done on this topic. What are you saying? I think that was more interesting than the whole show. I would have to agree with you on that. All right. Till next time. Take it easy.